Welcome to Get Wed, a podcast to plan your wedding by. I'm Katie. And I'm Kerry. And we're both here as professional photographers and brides-to-be to help you plan your big day. Each week we'll discuss a topic that you encounter along your wedding planning journey. And with the help of fellow industry experts, we'll navigate this crazy wedding world together. together. Hello everybody. Hello. Hi. Today we are joined by Dave from Dreamwave. And he is going to talk to us all about how to, um, or what you need to know about booking a DJ for your wedding, and also some added extras you can put in to jazz up your receptions. So, welcome along, Dave. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. So, do you want to start and um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that yeah. Dreamwave do? Thank you. I'm Dave, as, as you mentioned, from Dreamwave, um, one of the co-directors with, with Paul. Um, and there's about eight of us in the team. Um, and there's, there's two sides, really, with our Dreamwave DJs. And we have Dreamwave Lighting and Decor. Um, quite, kind of sit well both together, but, but also separately booked as well. Nice. So let's start th- uh, talking about your DJ services first. Um, what would you, or how can you tell a good DJ from a bad one? <laughs> well, I think, I think it comes <laughs> down to mu- music selection um, is, is really important. Um, I think a good DJ will really kind of listen to what, what bride and grooms want them to play, um, mm-hmm. but al- also kind of w- read the crowd on the night. So they'll, um, they'll be able to just interact and just kind of use how the party is going to, to kind of play the right style of music for the right time of night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose really it does come down to music selection and planning. Uh, that's, I think, how you can tell a good DJ. It's quite hard, I guess, to um, know what to expect from a DJ because it's not like you can go and watch them play somewhere like a band yes yes you're right we get asked that a lot here actually um we often get emails oh can we have a uh, a mix of your guys or can can we hear you and yes you're right majority of our work is private weddings um it's a little bit tricky for us to put a put a mix up online or something because we could put a mix up which would be perfect for i'm using examples 80s classic party but if you guys are not interested in acid 80s classic party you, you'll go off a straight away yeah um yeah. So, so um yeah i think listening to what people want and, and kind of the skills of a dj will, will help them make the decision but it's, um yeah the mixture of music can be played yeah and is it quite hard to cater for like all the different ages and so you get such such a mix, don't you? you do. That you wouldn't normally get at a, at a party. Yes. Mix. Yeah, so, you do. Um, it's it's a balance. You're you're right. It's it's complete balance. You've got all ages, haven't you, for the party? Um, and I mean, I suppose we have a, a general format that we stick to with our guys, and we tend to we tend to play some of the older classics first. So so if if the bride and groom wants to cater for everyone's needs. Um, we tend to play things like a bit of Motown, a bit of Stevie Wonder, that type of thing to start off with, a bit of soul, um, and then go into the more modern tracks or, or a bit more specialist if the bride and groom want that as well. Yeah, But I think then that covers all bases and, and hopefully caters for everyone. I always yeah. notice that at weddings, that when you have the first dances, I always think it's generally always a Stevie Wonder song that comes on next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I always get the cheesy ones where it's like, I got a feeling. You're like, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We tend to choose a, a big hit off of the, say, the bride and groom's list to start with. So mm. if they've given us a list of songs, um, we will work down it and choose that big hit off of that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it's sometimes quite good going with some early early classics to start with, maybe. Yeah. 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 
Because that is like optimum time as well, isn't it, after the first dance? Because everybody's up generally. So it's that kind of encouraging everybody on and keeping them there for a bit, isn't it? That's it, yeah. It is a good icebreaker, the first dance. You've had the formalities of the day. Mm. Um, everyone's ready for a party. Let the hair down. Um, yes, yeah. it's certainly it's certainly that, that point to finish, you know, sorry, start on a high, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. off on complete tangent now, but I also want to point out that some weddings where I've been to where they don't have a first dance... It's really difficult to get people up and dancing because I don't know why people feel like they can't dance until there's been one. People yes. tend to stay away from the dance floor, don't they? So. Yes, you, yeah, you're right. Um, we've had that recently, actually, certainly last year, a handful of weddings. Like, oh, no, we're not going to have a first dance, mm. which is which is cool if that's what they want to do. But from our point of view, it's a little bit awkward. Where, you know, when when do you start? Yeah. Um, because it is an icebreaker. The first dance is, the, is kind of the opening of the party. Mm. Um, so we always say to people, if you don't want to do it, maybe we'll do one and we'll announce you on, but straight away get your guests on to dance. Yeah. Uh, maybe get the photo and then and then straight into party. Mm. Uh, Good idea. It's a little bit awkward without one. Yeah, yeah. it's like one where they didn't do it and then they just got pressured into it because everyone was oh, just no. kind of <laughs> taking a shouting and in the end they just had to do it. So it was just like, yeah, yeah. it's really hard. People just expect it and want it, don't they, really, at wedding? You did a first <laughs> dance, didn't you, Katie? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I it, it makes everyone feel a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit weird because dancing when I'm not really drunk is quite hard anyway. <laughs> but, um, we did do it and I'm, I'm glad we did. It was like a nice happy moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and if we kind of get to the nitty gritty. So um, on average, what would you kind of expect somebody to pay for, for a good wedding DJ? Yeah. Well, I suppose we can speak from our experience. I mean, our pricing for our, our DJ services for an evening party is, is £565. Um, that includes the DJ, the sound system, the lighting, um, kind of everything for the evening party to work. Um, and we, we base our pricing on kind of five hours, seven till midnight. Um, we know roughly where we fit in the market. So I'd certainly say most professional DJs are around that price. So kind of a evening entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very good. <laughs> it's good that you come with lighting as well, because lots of people, I don't know whether that's the standard within the industry, but um that makes the party, doesn't it, sometimes, rather than just dimming them yes. down? <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, house lighting is generally off or on, whether it's a, a venue or a barn, it's, it's on or off. Um, but yes, generally, as, as a standard, most DJs and discos will come with, with lighting, yeah. Mm. And back to like the playlists and music again, how yeah. um, flexible are you with that? And, and also, play, do you play requests on the night? Is that, mm-hmm. Or is that annoying? <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's our... That's our big point. That we're so flexible on that. It's really, really important to, from our from our point of view, to make sure we're playing. What I suppose two reasons: what will the bride and groom want on their mm. wedding party, but also kind of what they feel their friends and family will want. Yeah. yeah. The, the the request list is really, really important. Um, it's worth. It's probably worth knowing as a DJ, we tend to play around a hundred songs in a night. Okay. Um, maybe rounding that down a little bit, 100 to 120 songs. Um, so it's probably not as many as you think. If you if you start adding them up, um, we always say to bride and grooms, start a list. Mm. You'd be surprised how quickly they get to 10, 20, 30 quite quickly with their favourite songs or their favourite artists or things. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice balance. The, the, the request list is sometimes huge which obviously we can pick from, <laughs> or, or the actual opposite, going back to what you said about requests being annoying, the opposite is nothing, actually, no guidance. Um, certainly from my experience, I like to look at a, uh, we get job sheets here for, for a wedding, and I like to look at it and roughly fill in the pieces and kind of 
uh, filling the gaps really from the bride and groom's requests. Mm. That, that's really helpful. And also what they don't don't want yeah. as well. That's really really important. Mm. Um, I know yourself, Katie, was like no no stereotypical wedding shoes and things like that. <laughs> oh, I was such a bride sinner. Like I felt really because we love music and I'm so passionate about music and. I, I don't know I'm, I'm just so bossy I kind of know I know what I like and what I don't like and I guess a lot of people are like that but um mm. and, and yeah like poor Dreamwave I had them for my wedding and I gave them such a strict playlist <laughs> but I'm so sorry and I was I was probably complete Brian Ziller so but thank you no, I, not at all, no. <laughs> yeah I, I was a bit of a nightmare client really to be honest <laughs> but um no you'd be surprised um you can rest assured that you're not most most people if I had a a nine out of ten, ten couples we speak to, they all say no, no cheese is is, mm. is the words really they use. Um, we do like people to kind of variant that because some people's version of cheese are, are very yeah. different. Um, yeah. But most people kind of put the bracket of the naff songs, the real naff naff kind of style of music. I mean, generally that's our rule of thumb. We don't tend to play that, but mm. um, I think you can still play classics without going uh, naff songs. You yeah, <laughs> you do. Oh, sorry, you go. Sorry. So you go. Do you kind of um, feel like it's really hard as well? Because if you are really passionate about music and then you're playing those songs that you personally don't like, is that quite hard actually to kind of get into it? Or do you are you completely professional in that sense? <laughs> uh, oh, for the record, completely professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, all of us. Um, we're, so yeah, six got six of us in Dreamwave and the DJ, and we all have very similar styles. I, I probably wouldn't put any of us on a pedestal above each other with the kind of the skill set and, and the knowledge of music, but. No, this is our job. We we love playing music. We we love, we just yeah yeah. It's it's a tool of our trade, isn't it? The music. Um, probably wouldn't sit and listen to some of the party stuff, or, you know, doing the evening and things. But it's what we do. Yeah. 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 You were um, DJ at a wedding. I well, you've been DJs with loads of weddings that I photographed, but uh, one in particular stands out for me from last year is at Hengrave, and um, I actually knew the bride as well. But she had a history like half hour yeah. or something and that was brilliant because it's obviously like our age group from college sort of time yeah. and it's like all the usher and that kind of you know random r&b music that used to be really popular <laughs> but everybody <laughs> yeah, was up on the yeah. floor it was brilliant yeah and again uh, we get that quite a lot um of of uh, the age group that's getting married they want songs from when they were at sixth form or uni mm. or or college so they want those growing up songs maybe to feel young again a little bit i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, and it is the age group of the kind of late nineties, early two thousands, kind of R and B and hip hop and, and the garage and the dance and things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the radio station Kiss has kind of kind of took that on board as well. So that term history is being used a lot, um, which we we kind of generalise as as like you said, really the the ushers and the Beyonces mm. and the, the bit of the garage and the dance <laughs> and things. But yeah, that that works a bit better later on. Yeah. 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 The, the right style of music at the right time of night as well. Um, so, so yes if it is a bit more uh dancey or rocky that, that tends to work a bit better towards the end of the night yeah, yeah. Um, so you sort of mentioned that you do lighting so can you mm. tell us a bit more about what dreamwave do lighting wise for their bride and grooms yeah i mean that that's the kind of side of the business that has really took off in the last couple of years for us um primarily started as a dj company but then realized that we the lighting hire side of the business could be something that people hire because they've got a band or not having entertainment or got a singer but they still want to decorate and, and light up areas really so it's kind of a, a separate side to the business we we do probably 50 50 of, of kind of just lighting hire now where we go out and we install lighting into a, a barn or a, a marquee or a venue set it all up and then leave it and, and come back for the brides and grooms 
Um, I suppose we've fallen into a bit of a niche with some specialist lighting, like festoon lighting um, and hanging lamps and fairy lights. So we've, we've kind of fell into a bit of a niche, but it's kind of what we're passionate about as well. Kind of retro lighting is our kind of kind of style on that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I did one wedding with you and it was a Harry Potter sort of Disney theme. Goodness and it was amazing. Yeah. And they just did hundreds of floating candles in this marquee. And it's yeah. incredible. So lighting can really, I mean, it just looked amazing. So that was really oh, thank you. Yeah, that that was great. That wedding that was um, a uh, Disney stroke Harry Potter themed wedding, and uh, the bride was 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 completely crazy on Harry <laughs> Potter. And yeah, yeah about a couple of years ago now, but we we flew. Yeah, you're right. Two hundred and fifty candles all floating in the air in the marquee, and, and we had elements of other Disney movies. Um, that was an extreme, <laughs> um, but but there's elements of that, just like festoon strings or fairy lights or mirror balls, can all be added to create an atmosphere as well. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a lot of uh, something that lots of people tend to forget about with lighting, especially if they're having like a marquee wedding. Is that um, sometimes it will just come with two chandeliers, and yes. the lighting is what creates the ambience of the day, isn't it? And it can really make a change in how the kind of day goes and the and when the party starts. Yeah. It can make a huge difference. It can, yes. Um, it's always worth finding out from from a marquee point of view what lighting a marquee company is bringing because it's probably going to be ideal for for what's required. But if you want to add some of your own style or your own take of a wedding theme, then yes, it's worth getting in some specialist lighting. Yeah. Mm. So I think lots of people are probably put off by the idea of adding lighting and things in because they just think it's an unnecessary extra cost. So do mm. you think that it can be affordable to do it that way, or is it a luxury? Um, I think we can work with within each everyone's budget, really. Um, we always say to people, the imagination runs riot before the budget pulls it back, mm-hmm. really. Um, we often do quotes here. People have seen Pinterest pictures of hundreds and hundreds of hanging lamps or um, these hanging structures. We're doing a lot at the moment, these hanging chandeliers with lamps coming through them. They are lovely, but the, the infrastructure and the crew to put that up does, does increase the costs. Um, but at the same time, fairy light strings, festoons, they're all priced per metre. So to fit in with someone's budget, you can have elements of, of, a, of an effect. Um, you don't have to have the whole marquee with festoon lighting. Um, it could just be a feature area behind the band or um, behind the top table with like a backdrop of fairy lights. And they are much more cost effective than, than a full production. Yeah. Mm. So the short answer is, yeah, working with the budget. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what sort of lighting do you think is essential for, for a wedding? What are the kind of things you really recommend? Um, I think that comes down to the theme and how how people are wanting it to, to be with their wedding. Um, we, we do find a lot of people matching additional lighting with, with their wedding theme. Um, examples like a farm wedding or a, a barn wedding. Essentials are things like festoon lighting. Um, a festoon is a black cable with a lamp spaced every metre or so. Um, and we use a dimmable version so they're not bright like a like a house light. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of essential. That that I'd say that's in my opinion essential for that kind of style of wedding. Um, but a more kind of traditional wedding or a more classic um, indoors kind of hotel function room, uplighting is, is kind of essential for that. Um, when the house lights are turned off, um, the coloured lighting from an uplighter to fit in with the dresses or the flowers, really nice. It's really classic that look. Um, yeah. So I suppose different themes have different essentials. Yeah. Yeah, because it's amazing because you kind of think back and it, it was always the uplighters, wasn't it? But now there's just so much more you can do if you want to be creative and, and be a bit different. Yeah. It's mm. really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I agree. 
you know, because I was definitely that person who came to you going, oh, I want these amazing right. hanging structures that I've seen on Pinterest in my marquee That's that it. can't hold them up. <laughs> yeah, so, so you, you're right, actually. I mean, the, uh, that, that pictures you see and everyone sees them, um, out of shot is a lot of structural support mm. or it's just not possible within what's been booked by, by the client. And you, that example, a traditional marquee with the really nice poles and the, and the, the the nice guy ropes unfortunately isn't very structurally um, point for, for loading so we can't hang things mm. from them the opposite to that is what's known as a clear span marquee the metal structure um, and that has points where we can load from so so that's that's good but there's ways around it like like we're going to do with yourselves so we're going to do some some custom designs with festoons um so there's there is ways around it to create the desired effect yeah yeah what, what's your favourite setup then? What's like your dream wedding project that you, you've worked on or that you're going to work on? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's okay, you don't have to, to say be... mine. It is elements, it is elements, actually. Um, and, it, and it is um, kind of that niche we've fallen into of the, of the hanging lamps. I mean, we, ha we have in stock around 400 pendant lamps, which are those nice classic vintage light bulb with the filament glowing. And, yeah, because that's the reason we do well with it because we like it and we, we're passionate about it. Um, so designing things with those is big for us. So we've got um, a few structures that we use and a few wooden boards with lamps flowing through them that florists can put things on. I think that's my, that's my personal favorite. Um, mm. And he's also a little bit industrial as well. The, the kind of the, the, the metal, the kind of geometric designs and the metal, that's quite, quite nice. I like that at the moment. Mm. Um, and from a DJ booth point of view, um, I think some of my DJ booth favourites are things like when we're a little bit different. Um, we've got a nice Georgian desk, which we used for that Harry Potter wedding. Um, sometimes the guys like to, when they're DJing, be a little bit more on show. Um, we've got some lovely reclaimed wood trestle tables. So they, they're quite, I quite like those as well. That's quite interesting because I'm um, sometimes well when when I pictured like old fashioned DJs they turn up with, like this huge setup of like things don't you but you've yeah. got quite a small setup haven't you it's almost like we have yeah we more market ourselves as um, hopefully fingers crossed good DJs <laughs> with with equipment yeah we're not um, we're not kind of marketing ourselves with the huge sound mm. system and the gigawatts of lights and power we tend to just kind of promote ourselves on being good DJs. And the equipment is, is there. It's yeah. more than adequate for the bride and groom's venue. We, we tailor it. So if we're in a large venue, we'll bring the, the bigger sound system. And if we're in a smaller kind of boutique venue, we'll use the smaller speakers. But we've, we felt bride and groom's don't really need to know that information. So we just kind of tailor our setup. But the colour yeah. and the look of it can be chosen by the bride and groom. Mm. Yeah, they can choose the colour of the party lighting and also the look of the DJ booth as well. Yeah. yeah. That's really good now, isn't it? You kind of... I mean, lots of people wants to control over like the style of their wedding and that yeah. was one element that I guess was out of control if you're hiring a DJ that it just yeah. turned up and that's what it was like the fact that you can that's right have a custom design and things is brilliant yeah that's it we give people the choices we have the traditional DJ booths which is like a star cloth booth which is really nice um, we have like a table um, it's all down to how people want the party to look in the evening yeah you're mm. right um and what song do you think is going to be the song of 2017's first dances? Might be a bit early uh, to tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> March. I think it's I think it's got to be an Ed Sheeran one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, Was it Ed Sheeran last year as well? It's Ed Sheeran every year. Yeah. <laughs> but but the way he's taking over the charts at the moment, we're we're already seeing people going, oh, can we change our first dance to this oh, one? Oh really? And it's one off of his new album. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm going to pinpoint that roughly to, to his new album. There's a couple of good tracks on <laughs> there, Galway song. Girl, Perfect or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but generally, you'd be surprised how, how little we sometimes have the same song because it sometimes oh, really? is down to the, the couple's the song they met or, mm. um, you know, or it fits in with the theme if it's a, if it's a, a themed song to go with the wedding. So, but I think Ed Sheeran for this year. <laughs> <laughs> We should do a bet, shouldn't we, and try and make some money out of it. Last year it had to be um, Thinking Out Loud. I heard that at pretty much all the weddings I was at. Or Adele, like Adele, I can't think what Adele song, but there's a lot of Adele and Ed Sheeran last year, I know. Yeah, John Legend, Adele, yeah. Yeah. They are becoming the classics with the first dance now. We very rarely will get, say, um, a Lionel Richie track or something like that, like a slightly different generation, but the the classics and the new modern love songs for sure, Yeah. yeah. What did you have, Kate? Um, We had Do I Love You. Um, I can't remember who did it. It's like a proper kind of soul. But sadly, it's now used on an egg advert, so that kind of ruined it. (laughs) Now it's like a happy egg company advert song. Oh, no. (laughs) When it comes on, I'm like, yeah, it's our song. But yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I had more of a classic. I had Benny King stand by me. So that that goes against the rules. So. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like sort of some old classics. It's good. Um, and finally, I know this we didn't really ask you this before, but what would be your kind of top tips of, of things people have to prepare when they book the DJ? So should they look into the, you know, the sound? Um, what's the word? Limiter. The, uh, limiter. Thank limiter. you. And things yeah. like that, or um, or do people not really need to worry? And you'll kind of do all that. Um, yeah, they don't need to worry. Um, some venues, to do with their licensing laws, will have a sound limiter. Um, it's, it's certainly not being worth losing sleep over it or worrying about it. Um, they're, they're all set to be kind of party volume. Um, so so it's no problems at all for, for people like us or any kind of professional discos. They'll, they'll work with a sound limiter. Some brides do come to us and say, oh, no, our venue's got a sound limiter. It's going to be a really quiet party. But you'd be surprised how how loud you can go um, for bands and, and DJs, really. Um, but I suppose other preparations is, 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 is the music important, really. That's the that's the big thing is, is when they start to book us or start to think about booking a DJ, we always say to people, start jotting down some some lists or put a put a Spotify list of favourite songs together and things like that. It's the mm. planning that is really key, yeah. I've seen lots of people send out invitations as well where they'll send a song request card and ask their guests to write down a song they'd like. So that's yeah. a good way of kind of gathering the kind of taste right. of your audience, I guess. That's really good. Um, we always say to people when they do that, you can always veto it afterwards. Yeah. So you can get your list. Oh, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Martin had it uh, last year. Um, you haven't played my song. It was on the list, you know, I, I guess. So it obviously that had got, got thrown away type <laughs> thing. <so. laughs> um, but, but we always say to people, if they're going to come up with that idea, it's certainly worth putting um, slightly different wording or something like um, on the invite, um, a song I'd like to boogie to or a song I'd like to dance to. Mm. Um, because from experience, if you just put on there, what's your favourite song, we tend to get back songs like, or we had that as our first dance, we'll put that down. Or it's yeah. or it's kind of radio music that you listen to in the car or at work. So so it's certainly worth kind of pinpointing that in as a little bit of advice to say what song will get you on the dance floor or something like that. That's, yeah. that's a good way of wording it. That's a good idea. Um, and how far in advance would you say you get booked for weddings? Um, we are probably a year or so ahead at the moment, um, but anywhere between six months and, and a year. Mm. Um, I think it's a good good rule, really. Yeah. Good. Brilliant. Perfect. Well, 
I think we've exhausted all our questions. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today for talking to us. Could you no just problems. let um, our listeners know how they can find out more about you if they want to come and see sure, more? Of course. Our main website will bring you direct to both sites so you can click through to DJs All Lighting um, and it's dreamwaveevents.co.uk and we're on all the usual social medias and we're, we're quite prolific on Instagram and things. So yeah, we're, we're there. Just search us. Perfect. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Get Wed. Would you like to hear even more from us? We have lined up some secret Get Wed episodes for our exclusive Get Wed members. To become a member, then go to www.getwedpodcast.co.uk and click on support. From here, you'll find our Patreon page and you can unlock the level of membership that you want. Supporting us through Patreon will help us grow GetWed and give you even more content. So if you enjoy this thing, then support us today. Until next week, happy, happy planning! planning.